Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. And after a week off, uh, Union Men's Head Hockey Coach Josh Alchie joins me for our uh, segment talking uh, Union Hockey. Josh, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, let's take back, you know, it's been a couple weeks since the North Country trip. Uh, the team beat St. Lawrence 4-3 to in the first half of the weekend, then dropped a 4-1 decision to Clarkson. Uh, you've had a couple weeks to assess uh, that weekend. How do you think the team did? Well, I, I think right now we're, we're playing well with our special teams, our, our power play and penalty killer. We're having some success, I think, five on five. Um, we're still give up you know, just too many... Just easy chances, just simple, you know, situations where we have, you know, um, you know, our deal step down or let somebody get back. Easy goals. So I think if we can eliminate those plays, um, we'll be much better defense. We'll talk to you about the penalty kill in just a moment. Um, and then when we talked after the Clarkson game, um, yeah, I was attempt. I was attempting and probably a bad attempt on my part. But the, the you know, the, comparing the weekend split to what happened at UConn, uh, obviously the UConn game two, the team didn't play well, and you, you know, sixty nine shots on goal. And I, I thought maybe it was a similar situation that first period against Clarkson. But I, I think you thought saw things differently. What what, what did you see different from? Uh, uh, the Clarkson game compared to the uh, second UConn game? Well, I, I think I, I don't disagree with you in the sense that I thought our starts were slow in both of those games, but I thought at about the 10 minute mark, um, we kind of we kicked it in a little bit, and you know, the shots ended up being even like the last 10 minutes of the period. The first 10 minutes, they, we were completely outplayed. Um, but then I felt like in the second period, we came out and, and played hard and well, and, and then again, just, you know, made a mistake and, and gave up an easy goal. And then that kind of gave them a little bit of spark. And the next shift, you know, uh, our defenseman just kind of heel clicked and gave them a two on one. And, you know, you, you don't come out well enough in the, in the first period, you put yourself in that spot. And that's what happened. Cause I, I think we have to be hard to play against for 60 minutes. And when you, you take, you know, even 10 minutes off, it's, it's hard to, hard to win hockey games where the Yukon game, I just, we just didn't have the energy and the effort. I, I, again, I think the effort was there. They just didn't have it, like, for whatever reason. So it was a bad night all around in the UConn game. I thought the Clarkson game, we, we at least picked it up and, you know, pushed back. Well, let's talk about the special teams first. The penalty kill continues to be outstanding, although the streak of uh, killing off 21 consecutive uh, power plays ended against St. Lawrence. But now you've killed seven straight at 95%. It leads the country. I mean, how proud of you are that? Yeah, I think that's you know, an area we, we hang our hat on is our penalty kill. We want to have a guys are selfless and you know willing to sacrifice for each other, and that's you know that's kind of how we want to play the game. So I think they've done a really nice job, just you know having having pride in it, and, and you know it says a lot about that group. Yeah, and ECAC hockey is for the top ten uh, penalty key, uh, penalty kills in the country. Quinnipiac second. At ninety three point five percent, and Clarkston Harvard tied for fifth at eighty eight point nine percent. Not too shabby for the league. No, I think that's you know, 
an area the league is known for is you know you know being really you know really strong defensively, and that really goes into the penalty kill. Um, you know, top top to bottom, I think the league has good goaltending yeah. as well. And the power play, twentieth uh, in the country uh, with eight goals in thirty eight attempts, a twenty one point one percentage. I mean, are you satisfied with the power play, or is there work that needs to be done to get that percentage higher? Well, I, I think that if you you take out the first four games, I think our percentage is really high. Um, I thought we struggled early, even though we were getting our chances, it just wasn't clicking for us. Um, you know, in the last last month, I feel like our when we get a power play, our whole bench rises up. Like we feel like we can score it on any given opportunity. So. Um, again, that group has taken a good step for us. And I think particularly that first RPI game, that you know, you, that power play kept you in the game, and uh, even though you didn't score in the five minute one, you had some chances there. Of course, the you know, famously the Tyler Watkins uh, stopped by Jack Watson, but you know, the power play did look good against RPI. Yeah, we feel right now that you know, you, you take a look at the game and how we break it down is you know, our special teams power play is, is playing well, our penalty kills playing well, we're scoring goals five on five. Um, we just have to tighten up a little bit defensively. And again, it's these big blunders that we're making. It's not huge mistakes right now. And if we can clean those up, like we'll feel like we'll uh, be playing well in all facets of our game. Well, let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, we will review our preview of this weekend's games against Stonehill. And I'll get Josh's thoughts on my column last week concerning Union retiring numbers of its all-time top players. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Daily Gazette opinion editor Mark Mahoney. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. It's the most historic conference in college hockey. It's a battle night in and night out. ECAC hockey, an iconic conference home to 12 of the most prestigious universities and programs in the world and showcasing the best student-athletes in the sport. Top-notch facilities and arenas, incomparable traditions, passionate fans, alumni who go on to become elite professionals, leaders, and champions. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Shenandoah Breer. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous and healthy 2024. And welcome back to the podcast. I'm Ken Schott, sports editor of the Daily Gazette and Union College hockey beat writer, joined uh, by Union men's head hockey coach uh, Josh Halge. Um, well, let's look ahead to the weekend. An interesting one coming up. Uh, the Garnet Chargers hosting Stonehill for a two-game series Friday and Saturday with both games starting at 4 o'clock. Stonehill is in his second season at Division One after playing at Division Two, but in reality, this is the first uh, season for Stonehill playing an all-Division One schedule. The Seahawks are coached by David Borges. Uh, there are two former Union players on the team in uh, sophomore uh, defenseman Greg Chapman and uh, graduate student forward Matt Allen, who unfortunately won't uh, make the trip because he has an injured shoulder. First off, uh, what do you know about Stonehill? Well, I, I think if you take a look at, the, at their team, um, you know, they've been in some games where, you know, they had ASU on the ropes where they were up 4-1 in the third period and um, 2-1 the next night in the third period, but kind of let those games slip away. Um, so, you know, Definitely a team that can that can bite you, but um, you know we're kind of been focusing on ourselves this week and making sure we're we're playing at our best. Yeah, Stonehill is zero and twelve on the season. So how important is it for your players not to go into this weekend's games thinking uh, or being overconfident? Oh, it's it's extremely important. I mean, I think it's something that like we're focusing on ourselves and making sure we're playing connected and uh, you know tenacious. That's that's kind of you know how we're how we're approaching it is just worrying about ourselves and. You know, we have plenty of things to worry about in, in our game right now, and I think we're cleaning them up as we go. But um, we, we can't take anything for granted. Every team is, is good in college hockey. 
How's the lineup going to look like? I mean, will there be some opportunities for players who have not have seen little to no action this season, maybe getting some playing time? Well, I think you, you always want to try to reward guys if, if, they, if they're you know, earning it. But you know, for us, it comes down to trust, and you know, we'll put guys in the position that, you know, that they earn. We don't want to give anybody handouts, but if they earn it, we want to get them in. And you know, this, this could be a weekend when you're looking at non-conference games where you give guys opportunities. Let me ask you about uh, Greg Chapman. Um, uh, he only played eight games last season for Union. He ended the transfer portal, ended up uh, at Stonehill. He leads Stonehill in scoring with a goal and twelve assists. Uh, so, why didn't he, do you think it didn't work out for him at Union? Well, for us, I mean, you, you think you, his points are you know the reason why we recruited him here, and you know someone who has got a great shot from the point. He's good on the power play. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, hopefully he you know, continue to grow his game from here. And that's maybe why he's having success. Like we always thought Greg was going to be a really good player and I'm uh, happy that he is doing it. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, obviously if, if he would have liked to stay, we would have loved to have him, but decided to go. So, you know, wish him you know, all the, all the best as he's there, except for this weekend. <laughs> of course, as I mentioned, uh, Matt Allen, unfortunately will not make the trip. He was, a, he's a graduate student. So obviously he could not play one more year at union because of the union doesn't have that graduate, um, School or you know, students, athletes can get a graduate degree. What was he like to coach? I mean, yeah. He only had one year, but what was he like? You know, he's somebody that was really well liked in the locker room. He, uh, you know, always you know, kind of controlled the room that way, and um, you know, somebody that was you know had a good personality. He was again really well liked, and just you know, someone that was you know came in every day and put put uh, you know the effort forth, and uh, you know. It's unfortunate that he's hurt and won't be able to be on the trip. Yeah, I mean now classes are over. I mean, how excited are you that the you know not the players don't have to worry about classes for the next six weeks? Uh, it's all hockey, hockey, hockey. I mean, how how big is that, and how much do you have to keep their thoughts on hockey, not to be distracted by you know stuff outside the, the rink? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just keeping them occupied right now and just giving them, you know, things to do because it's, you know, there's not the students on campus. There's the, uh, you know, they're just kind of by themselves. It's the just all the athletes that are that are that are really around. So uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's a great time of the year for coaches because we don't have to worry about, you know, you can have some extra meetings. You can, you know, show some extra video. You can just kind of focus on hockey for this month. And that that's it's the best time of the year that way. And, you know, you, you could see it on Tuesday, just kind of weight was lifted off their shoulders as far as the academic load. And, um, you know, the guys that finished their finals on Tuesday were coming in kind of glazed over. And then today's <laughs> practice was like, guys were flying. So it was, you know, it's a big mental mental break for them. So it, it's a great time of the year. And you get to practice early too, don't you? The morning practice, I mean, how good is that? Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, you can uh, you know, get them in, get video done, and then, you know, get right into practice. Guys want to stay out and shoot around. You know, get their lifts in. Um, you know, a chance for just you know just to be a hockey player and you know really focus on their craft. Health updates on uh, forward Ben Tupker and goalie Joe Sharab. Uh, both have practice all week, full contact. Uh, you know, I guess you know Joe's not taking contact, but he's he's moving side to side well. He's you know everything looks great for him, and you know Ben is Ben is playing the way he needs to play for to be successful. So, so excited to have him. Back. So Joe's not playing around Hexalls and leaving the crease and getting the. <laughs> Is there a chance? And I go back to the lineup question with you know with, with the non-league games. Was there a chance maybe Joe or Axel might get a start one of these games? Yeah, I mean, like they've they've looked good in practice, and it's you know it, it's a it's kind of a weird you know scenario. You want to give that the guys that opportunity and you know give them a chance. So it's just uh, you know probably go um, you know 
you know, go Kyle on Friday and then kind of make that decision after, you know, Friday's over. Yeah. Well, last week in my opening face-off column, and I've been meaning to write this for the last couple of years, uh, I wrote that it's time for to for the program to retire numbers of the top players in the uh, in the history of Union. Uh, I focused mainly on mainly on Division One because I did not see any of the Division Three. I know some people have um, reached out. I've, this is probably one of the most reactive columns I gotten with uh, regards to retiring numbers. And four, I thought definitely should be mentioned or. Number nine, Daniel Carr. Number 14, Shane Gossespierre. Number 21, uh, Matt Vecchioni. Number 22, uh, Matt Bodie. Um, you think, can, can this happen? You think down the road? Because, I mean, especially you know, that this being the 10-year anniversary of the uh, national championship. Well, yeah, I think it's definitely something you got to kind of look into. And um, So it's a little it's weird for me in the sense that I only got to see, you know, you know Vex play live like because he was, you know, I actually coached him in junior and then got the opportunity to coach against him when I was at Clarkson. Um, you know, you, you read the, the stat lines of those other guys, you know, in the column, and I, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive. And um, I've had the opportunity to meet all three of them now, and, you know, they're, they're great people and have represented the program so well. So it, it's definitely something of, you know, you got to look at and, and kind of see it's just, you know, who do you do first? Who do you, you do them all at the same time? Like, do you only do one? And, and that, that's where I think it gets to be a little bit, you know, for, for me, someone who wasn't around it and, you know, who, who would be that first one? Or is it a thing where you do every one? So um, I, I know Vecchioni, when we coached against him, he was a nightmare every game. And uh, he, he's a great player. So it, it's, it's a tough call on that. Yeah, I mean, I know he was supposed to go to New Hampshire, and uh, Dick Humiliates told him to play junior one more year, and Mike said, no, I don't think so. And that's how he ended up at Union, and I think uh, that's a decision that probably Dick Humiliates regretted. And of course, some of these guys are still playing, like you know, uh, Mike's still playing at Hershey, Shane's with the Red Wings, Matt's playing overseas. Uh, I'm not sure about um, Carzy, but uh, yeah, it seems like, I don't I mean, I, I don't know if this is a fair question to ask you, but this doesn't seem like the college is planned anything for a 10-year anniversary maybe it's because you know guys are still playing i i mean i i, I really haven't seen anything or heard anything about it um yeah I, I do know that the school is 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 looking into that and then they've had meetings about it and they've you know kept those guys in the loop i would you know we're talking about trying to get some of the people that can get back for some games this year and then you know in the summer doing a big you know big event around them and really kind of you know pay our respect to them and you know you take a look at what that that group did for this program it's it's amazing and you know, we, we need to honor them and, you know, get them back on campus here this summer and, and, and really have a good time with them. I know one person suggested maybe not retiring the numbers, but maybe a ring of honor. I mean, especially if, if the new ring comes to fruition down the road. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that could be a great, a great you know, opportunity to get those guys. And I mean, I think you take a look at all their careers. I think they all should be in, you know, the Union Hall of Fame when, it, when that time comes. Mm. And, um, you know, that team especially. Well, also last week, um, the Mohawk Harbor Arena pro- project moved closer to reality uh, when the uh, Schenectady Planning Commission gave conditional approval to the project. Still some hurdles to clear, uh, but do you think it's, yeah, we're getting closer and you feel it's going to happen? I mean, I do feel it's going to happen. I feel really you know, confident in that from everything I you know hear. And what I hear is very limited in the sense that I've just said, hey, when, when it's a green light, let me know so I can you know start scheduling that way. And um, you know, for, for us, it's it's something we're, we're counting down the days and we're hoping that it, you know, it's you know, done before the new year here. But, um, you know, in, until that happens, we're, we're pumped to be playing at Messina. Hey, did you get a chance to recruit while you, the team was off? I mean, what's going on there? Anything? Not, I know you probably can't say anything specifically, but how are things looking? Yeah, no, we're really excited about, you know, you 
know, our recruiting class and just moving forward, um, you know, over the break, um, you know, Lenny was, you know, out in, uh, you know, Boston area watching. John was out in Alberta and I was in Ontario. So, um, you know, we're all three kind of, you know, in, in different areas and, um, you know, kind of back now with the team. But um, o- overall, we're, we, we feel like we're taking some good steps on the recruiting front. How much does having the ability to give a scholarship help you? Well, I, I think it helps you two ways. Like, we're able to sign guys to, you know, NLIs, which allows us to protect guys, which, you know, so you don't have to worry about them being poached and, taken because that that does happen now in the college hockey landscape and uh, you know just to be able to give guys a you know a number and, and put some value on you know what you feel like they're worth it, it definitely helps that way um, you know the more and more we, we get into it and we have more money to spend I think it'll be great and can really help the program what happened to the Vikings on Sunday night against Denver yeah, that, was, that was a tough one so um, yeah just uh, you got to make a play or two and hold on to the ball a little better finally how are you going to spend Thanksgiving uh, so we'll practice tomorrow. Um, guys will, will go at 10 in the morning and we'll, we'll skate. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll have the team over to our to our house. And, um, you know, a- after that, just kind of lounge around and relax and get ready for Friday. Got enough turkeys? Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> I, when you have 28, 28 young men coming over, you never have enough food, I can tell you. <laughs> well, Josh, have a happy Thanksgiving, and then we'll talk Friday after the game. Uh, that's Josh Algie. And uh, coming up on the next podcast after the, um, the Thursday, which I'll post, I'll have interviews with members of the Union College football team as uh, the Garnet Chargers prepare for Saturday's NCAA Division III second-round playoff game at Johns Hopkins. And I'll talk with Stonehill men's head hockey head coach David Borges, hoping to land uh, Greg Chapman as well. So you know, stay tuned for that one. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey, happy Thanksgiving.